Today is Monday, November 14th. The title for our devotional is Determined or Free. For these two conference weeks, I wanted to share some of the topics that ended up on the cutting room floor of this campaign. Each day we'll explore briefly another sphere of life in which the gospel provides a third way in the midst of a polarized culture. All of these topics deserve longer treatment than I'll give them, but for the sake of time, and since I'm not preaching on this topic, so for your time and my time, we will be rather brief. Uh, the determined or free language in Christianity usually points to the topic of determinism and free will. Sorry to disappoint you or relieve you, but that's not where I'm going with this. Instead, I'm thinking of the sphere of mental health and its intersection with the Christian faith. In exploring our mental health and our past, we often talk about trauma, rightfully so. Our traumas are incredibly influential in our lives. Yet, the message that many receive from the conversation of trauma seems to be that they are now determined to act a certain way because of their past traumas. This is anecdotal, of course, but something I often hear. Conversely, in the Christian church, we often hear messages of being set free and made new. The message people often receive from the church is that if they would only pray more, or trust God more if they're really Christians, or if they would read scripture more, then they would be set free from their addictions and patterns of sin and the effects of their traumas. Both have elements of truth, of course, but if taken alone, they don't constitute the whole truth of Jesus in full. In the framework of the gospel, we see a picture of us being what I would call broken, but made new, already, but not yet. Let's unpack that a little bit. The gospel certainly doesn't brush over what we would now call trauma. It doesn't trivialize the evil that has been done to us, nor does it ignore the evil that we do to others. It truthfully, that is, it appeals to reality, recognizes those traumas and the genuine harm that they cause. But it doesn't leave us there. It also gives us hope. Hope not in our ability to pull ourselves up and overcome our trauma ourselves, but hope in a God who knows and promises to make all things new. Jesus has overcome death, the result of evil in our world, and risen to eternal life. He has given this new life to those who are in him. He has given us the Holy Spirit of God to make us new and produce fruit within us. He has showed us the power of love, forgiveness, and reconciliation to scab over wounds of our past. Ultimately, he gives us hope. In his future restoration of all creation, where he will wipe away every tear from our eye, death will be no more. There will be no more crying or pain, for the former things have passed away. Revelation 21.4 says, This hope in the future restoration of all creation begins with the restoration of what is broken inside each of us as followers of Christ. In the already but not yet state and redemption history that we currently live in, we are made new, but not yet, in full. We have been healed in Christ, but still maintain the pains of our brokenness and the brokenness of our sinful world. Already, but not yet. Some scriptural reflections for us for today. Revelation 21, 4-5. through says, He will wipe away every tear from our eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11 says, Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor adulterers, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And this is what some of you were. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. 1 Peter 2, 20-25 But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? 
But if you suffer for doing good and endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you are called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. I read that passage just to show us that this is a new way of living. This is a new way of being human, how God has taught us to, uh, to live in this culture, to follow the example of Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here.